0: Hi there, we're ADV Marketing, a marketing agency that develops high quality and cost-effective marketing materials. Our relationship-driven business model and customized marketing solutions makes us the perfect partner for small businesses looking to grow. I'm your host, Lena Rice. Join Sarah and me here on Marketing Matters every other Monday to discuss business-to-business marketing topics. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Marketing Matters. We took a little brief break. You know, we rested. We did rest. It's been a while since we've been on the podcast, and I feel refreshed. Yeah, and every time we film, there's something new. There's a new it's wall true. behind us. And we have yeah, they can see plants. it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, our set is changing. Two, and three plants. Three plants plus one. Oh. <laughs> I we see have, what you mean. We have all the props. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We're high budget over here. We're high high Obviously. budget. Obviously. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, none Which, of this came from Target. <laughs> budgeting is a good segue. But well, I'm just Budgeting ahead. is I'm a just good segue. So today we're going to talk about making your marketing budget work for you. We are well aware of the current economy. Yes. Um, however, marketing budgets are always on the chopping block. We are aware of it in our industry, whether the the economy is doing great or poorly, marketing is always the first one to go. So what we want to talk about today isn't so much whether or not you should throw marketing out the window, because we're always going to say, don't do that, (laughs) (laughs) but rather rethink how you're spending your money. And really, I'm going to be comparing it very closely to your grocery budget, because I am a woman. I do the grocery shopping in my household. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you do the grocery shopping in I your household. I love grocery shopping. I, do I too. actually find it fun. So, yeah, I, I will turn on a podcast or some music or something and just like oh, stroll yeah. down the aisles and like live my life. Yeah. I'm well, very I happy. Like, I like cooking, so I'm very yeah. closely tied to my grocery decision making. Yeah. But anyway, so, but you can't just. Go to the grocery store. At least not right now. In the current economy where strawberries can get up to $10 for a pound. Or eggs even. Eggs eggs are are a problem. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, I don't really recommend just going to the grocery store without knowing what you're getting yourself into. Same goes for marketing. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it. The first thing and most important thing about the grocery store and your marketing is you need a budget. You need to know what can be spent and what can't be spent because your company has an overall budget, but you need to ensure that you have a marketing budget because if you know that your budget is $5,000 a month, that is very different than if your budget is $10,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And there are different things that you can do to maximize that spend and there are different areas where I would recommend that you splurge versus save and we're gonna get into that too. Mm So. And the next important thing after you've established your marketing budget, which I think we actually have an episode about how to establish your marketing budget. I we think have that was at to. the end of last year. Yeah, I think it was going into this year. It was kind of like a how to set your marketing budget. Yes. Um, but once you know that, make sure that all of your stakeholders know that budget, mm-hmm. because if. You know, one department wants to go out and throw an event for some clients or whatever the case may be, they need to know how much money there is to spend because ideally that event should not take up your entire year's marketing budget. That's just not a great way to spend money. So from there, high level, Sarah, Mm -hmm. how big should your marketing budget be average? Mm -hmm. What would you say? Three to, three to six percent of revenue, I believe, not profit. It's three to six percent yeah. of revenue is the average amount yeah. to spend on marketing. Yeah. But it greatly depends on your industry. It does. And also what the structure of your business model is. So, Completely like, agree. Business to consumer, business to business. Yeah. Business to consumer can actually get up upwards of 30%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most B2B is not anywhere near that. And However, if you are ExxonMobil versus, you know, a mom and pop shop, yeah, two different things. Also, you have to consider how your revenue is being generated. So yeah. for example, there's lots of B2B software companies out right. there that make sales directly online. Yeah. In that case, online marketing and digital marketing is a huge revenue generator. Yep. Hence, a really good investment for them. Yeah. So you have to balance that too. Yep. But if your sales team, like a lot of your sales are made on the ground with boots actually walking on tangible pavement, then that will look different. You're not gonna not spend money on marketing. It's just your marketing spend's gonna look different. Here's a question for you, Sarah. Yes. When we talk about a marketing budget, are you counting sales rep salaries? No, marketing and sales, Marketing budgets do not include sales budgets. I completely agree. They're different. marketing. We've already talked about this. We have, but from a budgetary perspective, where does it fall? They're still separate. They're completing very different functions. And marketing, if you want to, and if you're in the stage of your business that you want to categorize marketing as a sub account out of sales, that's fine. But then that needs to be 3 to 6%. Yes. So, like, you have to think about it as separate from sales, but it is supporting sales. Of course. So, that's of course. What I, think about it. I completely agree. So, okay, so there's this saying. You need to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that's true. Yes. Totally you have to. However, you don't have to spend millions of dollars to make millions of dollars. Like that's just not the case. Yeah. So, we're going to kind of get into What you should spend your money on. Mm -hmm. My big thing is make sure that it's something that's a high ROI. And I kind of had two thoughts that came to my mind. So I'll do my two and then you can kind of give like what your instant reactions are. My first one is business cards. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs a business card. Yeah. So spend money on some high quality business cards. Mm -hmm. Please don't have your sister design it to then go get it printed at Office Depot. Like don't do that. (laughs) Get something nice. Yeah. Um, there are cheap ways to do it, but still nice. So yes. invest in some good quality business cards. Business cards, on a whole, as a whole, are pretty cheap in general yeah. compared to other marketing. And you use them, and if you don't use them, you'll know it. Like you won't go through yeah. the box that you bought, and then but at least you have know. your box. Yeah, and then and when you'll you have go a to box, that conference, yes, and a business cards. Kara, we have a guest. <laughs> we have a guest. Come say hi. Come say hi hi. <laughs> I don't think they can hear you from there. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I didn't know y'all were filming. That's yes, okay. So here, Kara, tell us, if companies were only buying a few things for their marketing, like what are the high return on investment things that you would recommend to them to do for marketing if they can only spend money on a couple things?
1: A website and content. Yeah, I agree. So. Because the website is where everyone's going to go to like, check out your services, decide if you're a reliable company, learn about you, and that's where they're going to do their research before they contact you. Exactly. And then investing in content is fantastic because you have keywords and you have um, everything that a client is going to need to learn about you. Yeah. The website was my next one. What's yours, Sarah?
0: Um. You kind of already took them. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. And also, to add on to the content piece, so I am contributing to your question. It's okay. Is that content establishes a presence too. Because people can't find you unless you
1: are there. Mm -hmm.
0: And so content gives you the platform that you need
1: to be there. I still have sunglasses on my head.
0: That's okay. That's okay. Okay. Okay, So now we're going to kind of go into... Do you want to just hang out with us on the episode? Okay. Go for it. Okay. So we're going to go into what what should where should you spend money and save money now obviously all of these answers are going to depend so feel free to elaborate on where you would spend the money versus not mm-hmm. so the first one is doing just some iPhone photos and videos for LinkedIn content versus paying for some high quality designed downloads videos etc where would you spend the money versus save the money I have an answer sure okay so it can be the wrong answer, I don't know if <laughs> That's wrong. Okay. but I think that if you're at the position where all you have is iPhone photos and videos to absolutely post them, yes. like absolutely. That, Something's better than nothing. Yes. That only adds to your authenticity. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it only adds to your authenticity it's super genuine Mm -hmm. to have iphone photos it's also pretty normalized nowadays in social media to have organic stuff like that like things you just take on your iphone or video yeah but you also want to balance it with the brand building yeah so personally i think if it's all you have go for it and then later down the road invest in the highly curated linkedin content yeah what do y'all think I agree. I think that where you start spending money on LinkedIn content is when that budget opens up. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say first you need to spend the money on your website. You need to have a solid website. If you don't have the money for that, then don't bother paying for high quality LinkedIn content. Once you have an established website and you have the budget, that would be the next thing that I would buy Mm -hmm. is high quality content. What would you say,
1: Kara? Oh, I definitely agree. Um, I don't think your pictures and video is the most important thing the content that you have in your website is the most important yeah
0: yeah i completely agree okay so the next one is you know just your your word doc versus a designed print material Okay, I do have an answer for this. Yeah. I think it's really worth it to invest in a really high-quality printed piece of collateral. I completely agree. Yeah, it's just really important to have something that makes you look good it when is. you walk into a meeting or a lunch and then be like, this is who I am. Yeah, And give it to them because that's what they're going to remember you exactly. by. And if you hand them a Word doc in freaking Calibri font, <laughs> <laughs> that's not who you are. You're not generic. Yeah. Like, invest in something yeah.
1: Or a brochure designed in PowerPoint. Yes.
0: Don't do that. This is where I would spend the money. I would not give anyone a Word document. Please just spend a couple hundred dollars. Get something better quality made. Um, Depending on what you need. If it's just a flyer, that's going to run you a hundred couple. I can't talk today. (laughs) That's going to run you a couple hundred dollars. Like it's not a huge investment. Yeah. So I would totally spend the money here. I agree. So, a social media scheduler versus LinkedIn's brand new scheduling feature, which you is may, or may our may new not favorite. Have. You, may, you or may, may or may not have, have it because only some people had it, and now a few more people have it. But if you can schedule on a company page in LinkedIn, you're a lucky person. You are. Mm-hmm. Yeah we can't figure out who gets it versus who doesn't because I had it and then it went away and Sarah had it and now no, I have it again. I still have it. Thank goodness. But yeah. I'm going to do I have it? I don't know. I don't know. I need to look and see. <laughs> do you think it's worth spending money on a platform like Hootsuite or Sprout Social in, when you could theoretically just put your content on LinkedIn's scheduler?
1: I don't think it's worth it for a business to business business to business business. Now, if you're a B2C business sure. where you're, like, posting yeah, on 15 Reels times a or day. posting <laughs> 15 Instagrams a day, totally worth it. for. It. But if you're posting twice a week, no. It is no. not worth the money. I agree. Just
0: save your money. Use LinkedIn Scheduler. It's no big deal.
1: Although, if you're only posting twice a week, I think you can just use a free one. Yeah. I think Hootsuite has, like, a free oh, one that you can they might. use. It just depends on how many... Channels are sure. linked to it and how many posts you're doing.
0: But if you're B2B, really all you're using is LinkedIn. Yes. Maybe Instagram or Facebook, but that's only if you have a very specific audience.
1: I personally like using any native scheduler yes. over a third party because there's glitches where they disconnect. True, yeah. And the other day, and it doesn't tell you. Yeah, the <laughs> other day, something said it posted and it didn't actually post. It's yeah. like. Yeah, that was upsetting.
0: Yeah. It was upsetting. Okay. Okay, this one's... You're going to have a soapbox. But I try am. to reel it in. <laughs> the and I was like, dang, I have a lot to say on this topic. Okay. Right, go ahead. Paid yes. campaigns versus organic content. Now, we talk a lot about organic content on this channel. Let's first clarify what organic content is. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> it's it's free to post. Anything you post for free. So if you're yeah. posting your iPhone photos, that is organic content. Anything that you're not paying to do. Paid media is an ad, so a LinkedIn ad, so to speak. Okay. Okay. (laughs) My answer is not going to shock (laughs) y'all. Absolutely organic content and then just keep investing in better organic content because you get so much better results there is, like, this thing in the consumer brain that, like, switches off when they see the little sponsored yeah on posts. They, like, immediately yes. say, next. Like, they mm-hmm. just don't, like, okay, any platform as a consumer, TikTok, sponsored, scroll past. Yep. Instagram, sponsored, scroll past. Unless, it's closed. Then I do scroll <laughs> past. And then scroll past. So, either way organic content is better to me it is. it's like true to you it's it true is. to your brand it's more authentic so people trust yes, it it should be valuable like your it organic should. content should be things people seek out like mm-hmm. that is the whole point of them and then if you really want to go crazy and have a paid campaign sponsor your best most val- valuable organic content yeah so it gets in front of more people
1: yeah. yes
0: i agree so that was my soapbox yeah. What do you think, Kara?
1: Um, paid campaigns, really, for our clients, all we've seen that is worth it is LinkedIn paid campaign campaigns. Yeah. And that's only been for certain clients. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen a lot of success with, like, pay-per-click or anything yeah. like that. Um,
0: we actually have one client coming up where that is actually something that could help them, but it is a very specific scenario. Yes. Yes. And... and, and- Very well-defined audience. Yes, which is usually hard in B2B because usually it can be pretty vague. Yeah, and if you do know, it'd be like very specific. Or yeah, it's too specific. (laughs) That is another problem in B2B is you're either too broad or too specific. And it's like, well, (laughs) it's not worth it. (laughs) Yeah, Completely agree. Okay, the last one. Google, well, we kind of just talked about it. Google paid banners versus SEO optimization. So Google paid banners are those when you Google something and it says sponsored, that's what we're talking about. And then SEO optimization is optimizing your website to get it ranked highly on Google naturally without having to pay for one of those sponsored spots. Yeah, so like Kara said, website is absolutely one of the number one things you should absolutely invest in. So from that same thinking, investing in making it pop up higher on search engine results is totally worth it. I agree. So SEO all the way. Yes,
1: no one goes to the second and third page of Google.
0: No. Actually, But Google doesn't have pages. They have continuous scrolling. You just keep scrolling. (sighs) Yeah, yeah it's new. Good it just job, Google. Out. Yeah, yes. Google knows. But one thing is that I've noticed about that is that I'll go to a search page, and I won't scroll past very far because yep. I'm so used yep. to, like, the length I the same of thing. the first page. Yeah. I'll change my search. If I get past those first 10 to 15 results, I'm done. Yeah, because I've been trained. Yep. Like, I can't And you past. recognize. Like, you know yeah. how much. Like, it used to be 10 to 12 on a page, and yeah. you know how many of that is. Yeah. That's probably what
1: happened to me? That's why I didn't even realize it had yep.
0: pages. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you like, not on first. Got yeah. it on next. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> yep. That's when you re-Google and try to find something
1: closer. Re-Google? Yeah. I, like I gotta re-Google this. Yeah. I, I need to re-Google how to be an adult. <laughs>
0: so great well i hope that this episode was super helpful i'm so glad that kara got to pop on and share her wonderful insights that was a great surprise (laughs) and we will see y'all in two weeks
1: yes bye guys bye